Some people suggested grind on his leg as well, but yeah, I think she needs the firmness of the. Do you want someone to? Do you want someone to grind on your leg? Like this isn't. I don't know. I, think I mean, it I guess it's better than watching her like cling to a broom handle. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with a combination of candor, hilarity, and deadpan delivery. We've got a great show planned for today. Specifically, I have topics around how to best tell your partner you're about to come, breeding fetishes, whether blowing someone for money is prostitution, uh, yes, an unusual female masturbation technique, and lots more, depending on timing. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. Mike, do you want to try limiting our time to five minutes per topic today? I do. I think we can make it snappier and more fun for our listeners. Okay. So I'll try to keep that in mind and we'll get started shortly. But first, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Tell your friends about us. If you have any questions or feedback, we can be reached at uh, YMMVPod on Twitter or at YMM. Jeez, I always mess this up. Or at YMMVPod at gmail.com. And for those of you new to the show, we pay $10 for any feedback we receive at either of those places. So get to it. All right. Now that that's out of the way, let's get into it. Mike, I have been intermittently fasting for 35 of the last like 80 days. And I've noticed that toward the end of my fasting days, I am not horny at all. Like I have no sex drive. We need to clarify for listeners what you mean. You've been alternate day fasting, right? You're, in other words, you fast on a Monday, not on a Tuesday, then you fast on a Wednesday and so forth, right? So the fasts end up being like 36 hours. I have dinner at say 7 p.m. and then I eat at 7 a.m. the day after that. So it's a 36 hour fast. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed the same thing with that kind of eating pattern. Basically, it, it, it's, it reminds me of what, what I've experienced when doing a lot of exercise. Uh, there's something around. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some sort of uh, something that goes on in your brain where if you're using up fat reserves, it knocks down your desire for sex, which makes some sense to me. Right. I mean, if you were in a famine, yeah, uh, you know, you wouldn't want sex. Yeah. You should spend less time pursuing a mate and more time pursuing a deer for some venison or something. Right. Yeah. And it's a bad time to, to generally bring a baby into the world. Yeah. How long does it take for your sex drive to come back? For me, it's within a few hours of eating. It seems. I've never paid attention to that. I've, I, I feel like for me when dieting or exercising a lot, like it's more just suppressed generally. Yes. Uh, but I, I haven't noticed it to be wave like. So does that mean that like there's like yeah, a 12 hour period of time when you have no, just no interest at all? Yeah. I mean, I'm usually sleeping for eight of it. But yeah, I mean, I, if I start fasting at 7 p.m., uh, my sex drive is normal for the rest of that evening. Uh, the next morning, I'm normal for a while. But by the afternoon of my fast day, um, I'm, it's pretty attenuated. And by the evening, I'm just completely uninterested in sex. And then when I eat the next morning, you know, it doesn't immediately uh, surge back, but that feels like sometime after lunch, I'm back to something around normal. This is just another brick in the wall of explaining why the sort of more attractive, more sporty ladies might have lower sex drives. Of course, the the major brick Mm. in that wall would be the fact that like so many men are pursuing them. They're like, it's just not 
you know, as compelling to them. But another brick could be, yeah, if they're doing something mechanically to lower their weight. Uh, yeah. I mean, they might make sex less interesting. Yeah. I should read about what short-term chemical changes. My assumption is that it's a drop in testosterone, but there may be some other thing going on there. I'll read about it and then I'll, I'll bring it back next show. Did you have, I think you had an update on I do someone else. Yeah. So we have this uh, friend of the show. She listens, I think to every episode now she's become a big fan and um, she's unwilling to come on to the show uh, because she's shy. She says she's shy. I think she's just afraid. She loves you, Keith. She thinks you're the perfect man. Well, uh, she, she likes, has exquisite taste. She likes me, but she thinks <laughs> Keith, she thinks that everything you say is just, or most of what you say is just exactly what a man should say. It's really kind of irritating. Yes, ladies, we can be reached at ymnvpod at gmail.com. It's, this, this is all true. <laughs> I mean, I've met this woman. Uh, Keith has not. Um, and so, uh, and she's the one who, sorry, she's, she's the one who in previous episodes, <clears throat> uh, wanted to be, uh, edged, edged for a period of time during a movie with her partner. Yes. Um, she has a very high sex drive generally, um, to the point that she like gets really upset. I think, I think last episode we talked about generally the topic of, uh, it wasn't specifically in reference to this person, but like it could be in reference to like sex schedules and yeah. Uh, you know, so a woman sort of enforcing sex on a man or saying, Hey, I need to have sex a certain amount. Sure. Um, so, uh, this person, this woman's partner, uh, sent me a message this week indicating that he'd invented a new sex act. He calls okay. it adversarial masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. So his girlfriend, uh, this, this person who, who actually I think really likes you, Keith, uh, started masturbating and then the partner, the male partner, uh, began to say things to get her out of the mood to make it difficult for her to masturbate. And he said that he was successful. (laughs) He was able to stop her from masturbating. So the classic thing that men do is, you know, they think about their grandmother or baseball or, or something like that. What was his, what, what, uh, what techniques did he deploy? Uh, I'm not sure if I want to go into the exact details, some stuff, (laughs) stuff that's not, particularly sexual things that would make it more difficult for her to do it. Uh, eventually she just sort of like basically had to ask him to stop because he was killing the mood. Do you think that would work on you by the way, Keith? Do you think that if your girlfriend, if you were trying to masturbate and your girlfriend, uh, said, look, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you with some pretty nasty stuff. Would it, would that stop you? Yes, definitely. I don't think, I mean, there are some edges here. Like if I hadn't masturbated in a month, which is a situation that hasn't happened since I was 12 years old. But if that's if Fair. I was somehow in that situation, I think I'd be able to power through the, uh, you know, I can swim like a salmon up, up the stream of, of pejoratives coming at me. But uh, yeah, generally, I think that would be a big turnoff. All right. Well, yeah. So anyway, this, this person, this uh, lovely lady... Uh, who is a friend of the show, you know, if she can overcome her fear uh, and she could have the great opportunity of meeting Keith, come on the show at some point. But thus far, I've been able unsuccessful at convincing her. And we'd be happy to yeah, keep things anonymous. Obviously, we, we only use our oh, first sure. names ourselves. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay. Do you have a porn for us today? I do. This one uh, is a 
style of porn that I hadn't actually seen very much previously to this last week, and I found it compelling. Um, as usual, there will be a link in the show notes that people are encouraged, advised, and strongly encouraged to click um, so they can follow along. We're going to start at 1 minute and 20 second into it. It's a Pornhub link that lasts only 2 minutes and 10 seconds. Um, and this comes from a list of uh, videos that I found online that are all sort of similar. Um, I don't think I'm going to post the entire list though. People can search around. Okay. So do you have it up there, Keith? Yes. It's called masturbating and rubbing my pussy through yoga pants. Yes. I'm ready. I'm going to start in three, two, one, starting. Okay. So it's a woman wearing kind of camouflage yoga pants. She's got her phone. She's got her, she's topless and she's looking intently at her phone and she's got her hand down her pants rubbing. It appears that she's rubbing her clit. Mm -hmm. She's breathing kind of roughly, kind of moving her legs in and out. Uh, she's still, she's basically just, you know, getting to it really. Yeah. She's getting after vigorously it. there. Yeah. You can hear the sound of the porn on her phone in the background. Her phone might be sort of an older phone. This might be an, she's got an Apple watch. Oh, wait, it looks like she might be climaxing. She's sort of opening her mouth more. She's yeah, breathing heavier, kind of mm, undulating her hips maybe. And now she looks like she finished and her hand is sort of slowed down. Yeah, she's I getting think... the last couple contractions of that. Okay, so all right, I think we can stop here. Okay, yeah, I mean, there's only a few level seconds of, left anyway. What level of? Uh, I mean, how hot was that to you? Pretty hot? Not hot at all? I liked it. I think it was. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I, there was a couple things I noticed. I, I think this is probably real. Maybe you'll be able to talk me out of that, but I. I think this was probably real. This sort of dead eyes staring at her cell phone just felt <laughs> real. Like it wasn't performative at all. She's just yes. sort of vacantly staring at her phone. She doesn't care what she looks like in this moment. And this person seems to require a lot of pressure or a lot of movement applied by. She, it doesn't appear to. She doesn't. We never get a look at her hand. I don't think she's using a vibrator. I think she's just using her fingers. And. She's going going either up and down or across her clit, but yeah, I think this is this is real. It's somewhat compelling. I mean, it's not the most flattering thing. This is an attractive woman, but sort of the position she has her neck. She's got you know sort of the double triple chin thing going on, but the realism. Agreed. Is nice. She's yeah. She's and just so the folks who don't click the link have a sense, she's sitting in some kind of a leather chair that I guess can recline and. She's in front of some kind of bookshelf uh, and she's kind of slouched down pretty far in the chair. I think the couple of things that are a little odd is like, why is she topless? Doesn't seem like that's necessary. Well, you know? she knew yeah. she was recording herself, so I'm guessing it had to do Fair. with that. Okay. Um, I think it's interesting generally. I mean, there's the amount to which she moves her hand. Um, mm -hmm. She's moving it pretty vigorously and like yeah pretty large circles there however i have i i do have to say that i think that i do think this is probably real it seems like a realistic reaction to me and so that's compelling like it's one of the few times on pornhub you will actually see what appears to be a genuine female response yeah uh, I, this <laughs> her her posture her Lack of caring what she looks like sort of imply that this is more likely to be real. Right. 
you don't um, have the sort of performative things you see when people are faking it where you know their makeup is completely done they're wearing expensive lingerie the lighting is perfect they're moaning sort of over the top demonstratively this has none of that this this has a you, feeling of authenticity do you think this would be hotter or less hot if she didn't have the yoga pants on hmm that's a good question. I mean, there are certain articles of clothing that can up-level women in a way that is almost unfair. The, the classic thing, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but yeah, a blonde woman in dark sunglasses, your your brain just sort of assumes that everything behind the sunglasses is perfect. And oftentimes when they take their sunglasses off, there's a bad reality facing you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yoga pants, I feel, are sort of the same way. Like it, it just smooths everything out. You can't see any imperfections or cellulite, and your 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 brain is able to, you know, project that the person looks flawless. Right. Yeah. So, in, so in, in, I guess you're saying that you think maybe it is more compelling with the yoga pants. I think, I think it's not hurting things, and it it may be actively helping. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think you would? Let's say you were going to have sex with this woman, missionary style, PIV. Mm -hmm. Would you rather have sex with her naked or with her wearing these yoga pants with like a little hole cut out in the crotch? I think wearing them. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And what I about mean, the a top? Would you rather her wear a top or topless like this? <laughs> she is. I, I, I like her boobs. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, think, I think her current setup is pretty ideal. Okay. I mean, do you think that like... Do you think that generally that's like a a good setup for women? Like, should women? It, should this be an article of clothing? Should women like pursue the sort of topless yellow yoga pants look during sex more? Or maybe yeah. I guess they'd be like yoga chaps because they need that uh, the, the crotch yeah. exposed. I don't know. There, I guess there 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 could be a difference between masturbating and between being there. Like when people hmm. have clothes on, they don't. It doesn't feel as natural. Like you know, you can't feel their warmth as much and. The, the skin glides against each other in a way that is sort of unique. It's it's hard to reproduce through clothing. So maybe I might I may be rescinding my initial reaction, which is, yeah, maybe it would be better if her pants were off. It depends <laughs> depends what kind of leg she's working with. Got it. What do you what what kind of skin gliding do you get into during PIV sex? I, know, I think glide wasn't the right way, but just oh, okay. the way that it it moves over itself i mean if, if both parties are sweaty there could be more of a slip and slipping and gliding but if, if the skin isn't wet or lubricated in some way it's more i don't know if the word's abrasive there's more friction i was actually thinking that gliding over yoga pants might be more might be easier if you're if you were going to yeah. do a lot of gliding which i don't think i do uh generally yeah all right well yeah i don't know yeah enough. let's move on yeah yeah yeah. All right. Good video, Mike. Well done. Okay. I have a bunch of topics today since we're going to try to keep them short and snappy. So here is the first, just loading for me here. The three hamsters in the Reddit server farm are dancing around their hamster wheel. <laughs> Still loading. <laughs> Still loading. This is really compelling radio. Uh, okay. Maybe I need to go to number two on my list. Uh, well, this is a problem. Are you able to hit Reddit links? Yes. Mike? 
Maybe I could read it. The first one, the first one is the uh, how are you, uh, heads up you're about to come. Yeah. Okay, I can read it. All right, let's go. <clears throat> uh, Keith's having interestingly because you may not know this as listeners, but we're not in the same room. Uh, we're respecting all relevant COVID, COVID protocols, <laughs> and therefore we are not even in the same location. We're using the internet, uh, but somehow uh, though we are able to connect to each other and to you. Reddit is not able to connect to us to get this question for you, but I can do it. Okay. I know it could be as simple as saying, I'm going to come, but that just seems too porn-like and in my eyes, a little cringy, but I'm willing to change my view on it. I'm possibly the definition of inexperience, so any advice is welcome. And then he's complaining about Reddit Reddit comedians. There's a bunch of comments here, Keith. Maybe there was one that you found compelling. Yeah, it it finally loaded for me. They all came at once, so there must have been some sort of routing issue. Anyway, yeah, some of these are kind of funny. This guy says, you will be rewarded with my seed momentarily. Another guy says, I start whistling, getting progressively louder like a tea kettle. Another person says, Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. Uh, The general answer here is you can just say, I am close or I'm going to come. Why do you have to say anything in PIV? Yes. Okay. So uh, this is the interesting thing of the Hmm. why, why I added this to our list. I think it gives the woman an opportunity to indicate whether she wants you not to or not. Not to at all or not to impregnate potentially her? Well, okay, there's that part. I meant, okay, you've collectively bargained a way to ensure they're not going to get pregnant and you know you know where you're going to deposit your, oh, your, your I, seed I, in I, a way. I like the idea generally. I find it amusing and I'm sure this is like more common than it should be, particularly mm-hmm. in like maybe certain certain parts of the world parts of america is what i'm really imagining i like the idea that like the decision about whether or not to make a baby would come down to like five seconds of decision making right as a guy is about to orgasm Mm -hmm. i find that amusing generally he's like oh i gotta i gotta just i gotta make this decision right now yeah Um, well i mean and somewhat disappointingly i think that's the protocol that a lot of people employ like they just oh for sure you know Oh, are you on birth control? Uh, yeah, you know, like that's not the right <laughs> way to be an adult about this. But assuming you've collectively bargained, you know, whatever it is about where you're going to come and what, you know, whether it's responsible or not. I meant the girl has a better idea of how close she is to coming than the guy can have. And so if she's close, she may prefer to ask uh, the gentleman to uh, hold out for. A, a while, right? Is and that so, something that you've experienced many times? That the woman will say, like, "No, no, don't, not yet. I'm, I'm almost there." No, it is not. I don't. Hmm. I don't think I do this. I'm going to come thing very often. I mean, women, mas- uh, sorry, <laughs> women orgasm so easily around me that it's not, you know, an issue I'm, I'm normally faced with. But uh, this is hypothetical for for you know other other gentlemen listeners. If you if you say you're about to come, you you give your partner a chance to ask you to reel it in or not. So the thing you said, I know it was in, I think it was a joke when you said that women <laughs> could orgasm so easily around you. But you actually like, it's actually important for this particular topic. Like, so you're you're saying, okay, first of all, what is the? So you typically don't vocalize anything. You just you just blow your load. It's situational. Like if my partner has not orgasmed and I feel like I'm getting close, I think I will do my own calculation in my mind first, which is like, well, 
<laughs> do I want to be selfish today or not? And if I am selfish, am I going to be penalized with uh, having uh, to help them uh, in my, during my post-nut clarity period, which is, of course, not ideal? And you know, so there's like a little uh, calculus that goes on in my mind. And then if I suspect they may be close-ish, I, I, I may try to think how I would ask. Asking someone if they're close is a is a big turnoff, especially if they're not. Right. And, you know, and so. they aren't. If you're asking, they probably aren't. So let me Correct. so one thing that one right. thing that occurs to me is that I think that I think that this thing of so let's let's set aside oral. Let's just talk PIV here and mm-hmm. anal as well. Let's just talk yeah. PIV. I don't think this is a topic that comes up in the dog position. Or really in the woman on top position either. I think this only comes up in man on top PIV positions if you're having PIV. What is this? Am I right about that? What is this? This thing of like needing to communicate that. Like I don't think I don't think it's common at all. I see. For guys to say I'm going to come in the doggy style position, right? Because like who are you even talking to? Kind of far (laughs) away. (laughs) Yeah, and is your is part of your theory here (laughs) that a woman is not likely to orgasm? from any PIV sex, let alone doggy style. Like doggy style is even harder than. No, no, no. I actually think it can be easier for, for a significant number of women. I, I think, I mean, as uncommon as it is generally, I mean, yeah. one advantage that women have in the doggy style position is that like your body isn't in between their hand and their clit. So they can sort of reach down much more easily and stimulate themselves. Mm-hmm. I think much more easily is a fair, a fair statement. It's easier. I mean, obviously they have to like support themselves with one hand or like just do the face down ass up position mm-hmm. to do that. But, um, the, I don't think that I, so I'm, I guess I would differ with you in the sense that I don't think that most men say this in order to like give the woman time. I think it's some like sort of just desire to communicate there. It's like the guy is so excited that he's going to have an orgasm that he like wants to like, <laughs> he wants to share it. And also there's some overlap with like blows like wanting to tell them so they're ready. But it's like, I think in a guy's mind, this is nonsensical, of course, but I think in a guy's mind, like the thing that's going to come out of his penis is so explosive that he mm-hmm. needs to warn her. If he's if he's in co- direct communication, which is face-to-face, if he's not face-to-face, then he figures, well, she's just too far away. The explosion's not going to affect her. What do you mean warn warn her for, for what? That the nut is coming. Look, if it's, if it's, it's a blow- It's not going to impale her. I know, but I think that men, I think that in that moment, I'm just telling you, I'm just saying this is what, this is how I interpret the psychology. And I think this is definitely how it works in my brain. It's not about like, oh, you know, uh, you know, hey, uh, you know, how close are you? It's not about that at all. It's about like some sort of weird thing where like in my brain, it seems like this thing that's about to happen is really important. And so I want to like let her know, like, hey, you know, it's like, hey, the, you know, there's an earthquake coming. Yeah. Unless she's unless she's too far away, and then I there's no point in telling her because she's she's over there. Yeah. That's not how it is for you. Well, I don't get blowjobs very often. I imagine no in PIV. It's the it's the it's the it's the it's the the sex explosion in your crotch. Like it's like yeah. it's hard for men to. I think it's hard for your brain to see how little is happening for the woman. Yeah, I don't think I normally announce. We, we talked about women announcing. I'd be curious if women would would want men to announce or not, and in what circumstances. People should write us in. I think that I think that okay, yeah, they could. I think I think in generally they probably well in, in a blow like they probably want to know because they don't want to choke or like inhale the semen. Yeah, 
But in PIV, like I think it's kind of nice in the sense that like that's the other thing is in the doggy style position, there's nothing she can do. In the in a more missionary position, there are things she can do, right? She can sort of grab you tighter or she can participate somehow more, right? Yeah, that's true. Although it and could be psychologically stimulating in the dog, you know. We should move on. But yeah. I think it varies for women too. I think sometimes they can feel the man orgasming if he's inside of her, but often they can't. So announcing it gives them a, an opportunity to be sure. You know, they may they may have a sneaking suspicion you're orgasming, but not be sure. And so they may not exactly know whether they should do the thing that they do when you're orgasming or not. And so announcing gives them that opportunity. I'm not sure. I'd be curious what women have to say about this. That's right. So the next topic was about having a breeding fetish. And unfortunately, this turd deleted his post. Oh, So let me see if I can summarize it briefly. Uh, they were both young-ish. Um, she was not on birth control. And she would occasionally say to him, uh, I want you to come inside of me. Please come inside of me. And he was saying that like, that really turned him on. And occasionally he did. And he was becoming worried because they had used plan B a number of times as a consequence of this. And I'm not sure, but my initial thought was that she doesn't actually want him to come inside of her or given like clear open eyes and not in like peak arousal, she doesn't want him to come inside of her. And she might just be saying that because she knows he likes it. And she might be hoping that he still does not come inside of her. Do you like what's the a breeding fetish versus trying to say something sexy is the thing I'm trying to figure out here. Do you have any thoughts? I do. I wanted to note that by the way, I, I yeah, I can't see the post either, but yeah. the, uh, the, the, the subject is my girlfriend has a breeding fetish in this economy, mm-hmm. which is, <laughs> which is sort of confusing as well. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's uh, to okay. be funny, but failing. Sure. I mean, I think that, um, Look, I think that, yeah, I mean, it's it, this is just like, this goes along with like the nonsensical things that guys will feel, think, and do in these situations. Like it's, yeah, I mean, like if they were sitting, you know, three hours beforehand and saying, well, do I want to get pregnant right now? They'd probably say no, but like they're ultimately there is like a part of their brain that is designed to get pregnant. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah. And so like, it's just, it basically makes the situation hotter for them. And like, look, I mean that, like it goes along for me with like dominance and submission. It's like, uh, you know, like there's a, there's a, there's a large amount of, of dominance when a person does something to another person that basically like affects their entire life. Like, yeah, if someone kills you or like maims you that if, you know, that's very dominant. Uh, but here it's like, <laughs> Well, I mean, just in in the same sense, as if if you impregnate someone, you know, the guy uh, in prehistoric times, a guy could come along, impregnate a woman, and just leave, and the man yeah. has no more to say about it, and the woman now has this baby, and it changes the course of her life, and so it's extremely submissive, right, to be impregnated, um, and so it makes sense to me that someone might have that as part of a sort of submissive submissive mind play. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It makes sense that people, especially in the in the heat of passion and in the throes of about to have an orgasm, that their decision making around pulling out is not perfect. And I get that. I, I I think there's also a possibility here. I mean, I guess it's just hard to know. She may 
And it may be a bit of both. She may be saying it because she knows he likes it. And she may be saying it because she's feeling it in that moment. It's just hard. Here, let me uh, let me read you one comment on the thread. Uh, Speaking as someone who has literally, literally just gone through a $500 abortion because of the same kink. (laughs) Y'all are absolutely playing with a damn forest fire here. Assuming that neither of you is actually infertile, it's only a matter of time before she gets knocked up, regardless of however many Plan B you use. And so these, so this must have been a topic where people were actually like, it's not. This was beyond just like talking about it. This person was actually like, yes, yeah, sorry, having unprotected sex. I don't know if you caught this, but yeah, they were having unprotected sex, and normally he withdraws, but sometimes she would say, "I really want you to come in me," and he would, right? And then they would go out and get Plan B. And he was feeling guilty about that. <laughs> yeah. Or get that $500 abortion. That's rough. Right. I mean, I, yeah, that's, that's, um, it makes sense to me that it would be, um, a kink that people have, but maybe they could find a different way to explore that kink that doesn't actually involve repeatedly aborting babies or yeah. sorry, fetuses, fetuses. She, there you go. She can say it. <laughs> uh, he just should still pull out. Right. Um, or maybe she could go the alternate sort of, maybe, maybe she could go the alternate route of body modification that I mentioned. So instead of him coming in her, he could give her a tattoo. She could look like Pete Davidson, who by the way is going to space. I saw, uh, just want to get yeah. that in there. Uh, or, uh, <laughs> he's on the, the Amazon rocket, the, the Jeff Bezos oh, yes. one. Yes. Maybe he'll be the one that gets finally blown up by one of these rich guys. What a, what a year that guy's having. Definitely. Good call back Maybe. to last episode, or was it two episodes ago? I'm not sure. A while back, yeah. we talked about it. I think it was two episodes ago. But anyway, yeah, he anyway. could do some body, body modification on her to make her submit to what he wants. Um, Maybe remove a toe or... I don't think... Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're missing the point of, of, the, uh, of the breeding part of this Uh I do think, no, I think there's, but I think there's a, I know I'm on some level, I'm purposely missing the point, but I do think there's a connection there in the sense that it's, it's do this thing to me, do this unalterable thing to me, make me yours. Right. And that's, that's, I think what the the deep like hope there is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, he can remove a finger. That's a, that's, that's good advice from the, I suggested a toe, but yeah. Okay. Uh, are toes not technically fingers? Like I know in some languages, fingers and toes are the same word. Like isn't in Spanish, it's piernas, and it's either those are fingers and toes, or no? Man, that's leg, isn't it? Oh, okay. I know you speak Spanish and French and some Russian. So, can you, do any of those have the same word for finger and toe? Uh, Spanish does. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Do you remember? Dedos. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And then you say like de mano or de foot, P-A? Yeah. P-A? What? Good. Very good. This is super good radio. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get back to it. This guy says, I gave a guy a blowjob for money. Hi, everyone. This is a throwaway account. I, 23-year-old female, single, work as a hairdresser in a European country where prostitution is legal. However, you need to be registered with the Ministry of Health. I feel like that immediately identifies what country it is. I don't know what country you need to be registered with the quote unquote ministry of health, but there right. can't be that many. Somewhere, anyway. somewhere they call it a ministry, although it could be a translation. So it could be anyway, go on. Yeah. Also this, yeah, this person's English is so good that it feels like they must be Dutch. Like I love how Dutch people in their twenties, <laughs> Dutch people in their twenties, like speak English better than 
Americans in their 20s. Right. Uh, Sw- Swiss people too. I have a Swiss friend whose English is flawless. All right. I had a customer this weekend, cute guy in his late 30s. We chatted quite a bit. I could tell he found me very attractive. He asked me out. I initially declined politely. Age difference was just too much for me. He gave me a huge tip after his haircut and asked hmm. me again and mentioned that I could make it make quite a bit more money. Hmm. I really needed some extra cash and was curious, so we had a drink after work. He was a little bit nervous first, but after a while, he said that he would like to get a BJ from me that night and would pay well for it. I, was I would like to get a BJ, BJ from her as well. Yeah. Let me go on. Sorry. Yeah. Well, she doesn't list her price here, but I was hesitant at first, but he offered a lot of money. So eventually I said, okay. And we went to his hotel room. He was very nice and polite. I was super nervous, but we talked more first and had another drink before I started giving him head. The funny thing is I really got kind of horny doing it and enjoyed it too. He seemed to enjoy it a lot. Exclamation point. Felt a bit awkward afterwards though. Although he was nice to me and asked if I wanted to do it again when he is back in town. Now I don't know what to think and feel. And I can't talk to my friends about this at all. Exclamation point. Uh, this is prostitution, right? It is, but I would put, I would put this in the cat. So, uh, I, I'd be embarrassed to say where I saw this video from. There's another podcast that I can't remember the name of that's, I think, very popular that talks about relationships. And uh, I, there, was a, there was basically a, a discussion on there about um, how men should not show weakness in front of their girlfriends because if they do, the girlfriend will actually never see them the same. In other okay. words, like a guy shouldn't cry, and the and the, and of course they had women on the show, and they were saying, no, no, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, but 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 the the men were saying, look, the the problem is like you say it's okay, but actually like deep down something is changing. And the reason I bring that up, and it seems unrelated, but here's the thread. Um, very similarly, in this situation, these kinds of situations, like I think that women generally think like, oh, I would never find this stuff compelling. Like I I want to have this certain set of things happen in a relationship or the certain way for a relationship to progress. But in fact, I don't think that's actually true. Like a situation like this has like a certain dominant submissive vibe to it. Yeah. The money is one thing, but like it also shows that the man can sort of care for the woman. The man probably isn't that attractive. He's much older than she is, but actually like in her brain, she doesn't care that much about that. Right. Um, and so there are these things where, so the, so the, the thread between these two stories is basically like, there's this thing that a woman cares about, thinks she cares about, but actually she doesn't, or mm. rather it's the opposite of the way she sort of wants it to be. And so while yes, it's prostitution, like I think these kinds of stories are like not that uncommon. I think that like it's sure. hard for men. I mean, it's hard. For, it's hard for men to understand this because it, because men are aiming for something different. Men men aren't aiming for a woman who's financially secure, stable, can take care of them. Men are aiming for a woman that's hot and has good sex with them. Like fucks well. But uh, yeah, this is what women are actually looking for, even if they think they're not. Anybody. Yeah. I mean, she says herself that she can't talk to her friends. So there could be this vast underworld that is mostly unspoken. I don't, I don't know if it's as, as that vast, but there's certainly people who <laughs> have unusual setups or atypical setups for uh for sex. I mean, you know, there's the whole seeking arrangement community and then obviously explicit, there's various levels of explicit prostitution. Yeah. That's an interesting point that she's surprised that she wasn't disgusted by this. She, she feels icky, but she doesn't say this explicitly, but I think she feels icky mostly because she's done something that is culturally taboo 
not because right. she didn't enjoy it. And so I think she has this sort of paradox in her mind where she thinks she's supposed to not feel great about this, but she doesn't actually feel badly about it at all. In fact, she doesn't know what to do because he asked if he, you know, could see her again when, when he's back in town. And I think she wants to say yes, but she feels like she's supposed to say no. And that's caused uh, some uh, mental anguish for her. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, I guess there are some kind of more, I guess, woke type people who uh, do view this as kind of a patriarchal attitude, patriarchal attitude. And I think they're, uh, meaning the attitude that the, that, that what, what she did there was icky, but I think that they, they, they might go a different angle and say, oh, well, she should be able to do whatever she wants and nobody should judge anyone else for anything. I'm not sure if that's the right approach to this. I think more so it's just that like, and the reason why I don't think that's the right approach is because then you'd say, well, you can't stereotype anything for anything. I think there is a stereotype here. It's just not socially acceptable. The stereotype is that women like stuff like this. Yeah. Or yeah. Well, where stuff like this is the man being put into some sort of uh, explicitly dominant position and the woman not being judged for it. It's dominant on some level. I mean, she's the one getting the money. Yeah. She's the one because I mean, she has a lot of control in the situation. He's being, I don't, there's nothing in there about him. He was being respectful as far as I can yeah. tell. Like he was, he was meeting her, at, you know, in a reasonable way. Um, it's just that she, it's not, so it's, there's a, yeah, there's a dominant submissive, submissive thing there, but it's, it's more complicated than that. I mean, she's, he's being the care provider on, on some level and she likes that. She likes sort of being under his umbrella. Sure. All right, let's move on. How do I explain my unconventional method of masturbation to my boyfriend and make it part of our mm. sex life? I think you said- Wait, can I guess one. what it is? Uh, well, I think you sent it to me, so- Jed. <laughs> I don't remember it. I don't remember it. It's usually like You said like this to rubbing. me weeks ago, so you, I, I can imagine you not remembering, yeah. but- uh, Now that I say it, I think when I read this, I guessed that it was the- It's usually a woman sort of humping on her stomach, humping against a pillow, but I think this one is not that. This is like some weird thing with her underwear or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought, the, I thought this is why you provided that porn with the yoga pants. I thought it was going to be related to this, but it wasn't. All right, I'm going to read I say unconventional because I have no idea how common this is, but all my life, I'm a 36-year-old female. I've only masturbated by rubbing my groin clothed against something like a pole slash sweeping right. brush handle. The pole generally has to be standing upright, and I sort of cling to it with my hands, wrap my legs around it, then rub my crotch up and down the pole. I think I started oh, doing- she would she would love playing Quidditch. <laughs> Oh my lord. I think I started doing it when I was a kid by clapping the poles of our swig set and realizing it felt good. It's extremely effective for me. I can orgasm in under a minute from this, but I've never told wow. anyone that this is how I masturbate. I've always pretended that I just use my fingers or vibrator, I guess because I was embarrassed and felt my version was weird. But that is I embarrassing. Really, well, is it? Well, all right, hold on. Let me finish. But now I really want to tell my boyfriend, who's 35, we've been together for six years. Our sex life has been a bit of stagnant of late, and I feel like being able to share this part of myself with him might create a spark of intimacy again. I've masturbated in front of him in the past, but only using my fingers or vibrator, which will get me off eventually, but doesn't feel terribly natural or fully satisfying for me. So I suppose my question is, how do I broach this? Is there a way of making this a sexy thing for him to watch? To emphasize that visually, no. it's not like I'm doing an alluring pole dance. It's much more undignified grinding like a dog humping a leg. Yeah. No, there's no way for this to be hot. I don't think. This is like this is like if, if a guy revealed to his significant other, like, I mean, maybe that he used a fleshlight, but certainly like a sex doll or something. It's not, is it, I mean, 
Would you like it if your girlfriend revealed this to you? Uh, if she, well, I mean, the, the big part of the reveal here is that all the orgasms she'd had with him ever have been not satisfying. Right. Oh, there's that too. Sure. Right. So, uh, so setting yeah. that aside, like if she was like, well, there's this other thing that all that I can also do to orgasm and I like to do it sometimes. So, so we're, so we're separating the indignity of finding out that all her orgasms with you over the last six years have been bad. If we separate that and it's just sort of an alternative method, I don't know. I mean. I agree that it probably looks sort of depraved um, to watch her do this, but it might be sort of funny to watch her, you know, grope a broom handle and, you know, I mean, hump it. To first order, you could say, oh, maybe she'd she'd be into like, you know, having your cock be the broom handle, but it's not long enough. It's not going to do it. It's not rigid enough. I just think this is the kind of thing right. that you can't really. Pre- oh, like let's let's say the like. Some people suggested grind on his leg as well, but yeah, I think she needs the firmness of the. Do you want someone to? Do you want someone to grind on your leg? Like this isn't. I don't know. I, think I mean, it I would guess be it's better than watching her like cling to a broom handle. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm not sure about that. Actually, like I think the. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like there, yeah, you'd be more directly connected to her as she reaches that climax, I guess. I'm not sure. Uh, this wouldn't be, would not be my favorite thing to learn. I'd be like, okay. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess another question would be like, maybe there's some way to like, maybe, maybe a very creative mind could come up with something that's like a good, I mean, yeah, grinding on a leg is sort of creative. Maybe there's some way. Yeah. I mean, what else could. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what's going on here is she needs really firm pressure that, and she probably can't apply it well with her fingers and a vibrator is not firm enough and she can use her body weight against the broom handle. Is, is there, this, is maybe there some she's, device? Maybe she's overweight. Is that what's going on here? I don't know. It's unspoken. I know that's your theory yeah. for three quarters of women's health issues. But. <laughs> well, I mean, three quarters of all health issues are probably overweight in the US today. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the reason yeah. why the, you know the United States has more COVID deaths by percentage than any other first world country is because of our obesity problem. Seventy seventy five percent of hospitalizations were obese people. They don't talk about that much. Yeah. But the uh, yeah, so the, the um, you're probably right that it's firm pressure, probably, and and it's interesting that the vibrator doesn't do it. Maybe you need like a solid, maybe like a Sibian. Maybe you yeah. get a Sibian. Well, she needs something she can use her body weight on. Well, a Sibian. It's like a saddle. I mean, you get on that yeah. thing, and um, she says she likes it doing it against something that's standing up, though. So you could mount a Sibian horizontally on the one that doesn't work. Yeah, maybe there's a new sex. Maybe, yeah, maybe the you, you could use it as an opportunity to create a new sex toy. It'd be something like one of those kids' lightsaber toys that vibrates and is long. You sort of extend it, and then she gets on the pole and it vibrates. A <laughs> vibrating pole. It could be hot. Yeah. Is maybe all women like, like that? that vibrating pole like maybe those things in car washes that turn yeah some all right, imagining like on. a fire station okay yeah <laughs> why is male and female face sitting so unpopular compared to the opposite oh yeah aren't there more dominant men than there are dominant <laughs> women when i searched on pornhub male on female face sitting there were only like two videos while over 100 of the opposite is this a weird kink to have or what? Yeah, and then, so, so I, I I sent you this one. I just want to make sure our listeners understand. Male on female. That's a man. F- okay. The sitter is the man. He's on top of the face of the woman who's the city. Yes. Okay. Go on, Keith. Yes. 
I mean, the number one comment here, and it has 3,000 upvotes compared to 1,000 upvotes for the question itself, is face fucking is what you're looking for. And that's right. Like he, that's the that's what the man being dominant thing is called in oral sex situations. And yeah, that the man needs to be on top. I think is. I think in most face fucking situations, the man is on on top, right? Yes. Well, I mean, there are a number of different positions you could adopt. Um, when I so. Didn't the question specifically, maybe it didn't suggest which direction the man is facing? <laughs> Was that not in the question? It's not in the question. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> when I think of face sitting, I definitely, oh, we've discussed this before, whether the, when it's a woman on top face sitting, there's this question of whether she's facing toward, say, the man's penis or away. And you've corrected me <clears throat> that face sitting should typically be thought of as the woman facing away from the man's penis. I mean, so I guess that all- would be the same thing. In all face-sitting situations, you want the asshole away from your face. Okay. Now, okay. that's not to say it's not done. And of course it's done when people are actually eating each other's assholes. But in the standard situation where you're trying to interact with the front genitalia, be it a penis or a vagina, yeah, you want the asshole facing away. So I think you're, this is being mis- intentionally misconstrued. I don't think this person is talking about face-fucking. Uh, I think they're talking about the man sitting on the woman's face. I'm going to take them at their word for what they're describing. And so I think this is a man getting analingus, maybe like the, while beating off or something. Uh, I guess he's beating off toward the headboard then, not even toward her chest or whatever. If you turn the other way, he would be. And the reason, so if, if you take it at, at the exact text of the question, the reason that's not popular is, and I can, this is very simple. It's because it's gross. Nobody... Nobody wants a man. Nobody's like, I mean, like if a woman is face sitting on a man, let's say the man wanted to give analingus, like there's a vagina right next door. So you can sort of go back and forth or something here. The only other possible thing would be taint licking and maybe some balls. Yeah. There's nowhere to get to the penis. Right. So it's just purely butthole. Um, That being said, I mean, I'm sure this is a thing that some people like. I mean, have you ever had a woman ask you to sit on her face, Keith? I mean, I think if they did, I would assume they meant facing the other direction. Which direction's that? Sixty-nine. Uh, asshole away from their face. Asshole away from their face. Um. So, so yeah, your penis in their mouth. Yes. And that, by the way, is an activity you do not enjoy, right? I mean, it's it's just another kind of blowjob, right? Right. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Okay. So, so there in, in that sense, it's, is it your least favorite kind of blowjob? One where I'm more dominant, like, or where I have more control. No, is it just, I mean, you don't generally, I'm just curious if there's like some gradient of enjoyment for you between no. sort of a woman. No, they're I, all the same. I enjoy the way blowjobs feel. Uh, I, I don't, <laughs> I like the way they feel physically. I don't like the way they feel emotionally. Yeah. And the question is, emotionally, is there some gradient between, say, you so. sitting on... It's yeah, the same. I understand what you're saying. And you you could imagine there would be. I, I might prefer ones that require more male dominance to would, would feel even worse emotionally. But I don't, I don't think so. Well, I, think, I mean, for example... I think there's like a binary thing. I, I think a fair number of men have, when the woman is moving... When the woman is more active, meaning like let's say you're sitting on the edge of the bed or you're sitting on bed and she's 
she's there doing that. That one, like men, there's there's a significant number of men who the negative of that position is that it's harder for them to get off. And so the woman's having to do this thing for a really long time. Women have this problem with men giving oral too. It's like, you know, if the man has to do it for such a long time, they start feeling self-conscious. Whereas if there's a position where the man is more in control, you know, so then, then maybe men enjoy more in porn. I would say most, maybe even like a large majority of male blowjob porns is a man dominant which I interpret to mean that the porn star finds it much easier to get the nut off if he's yeah. controlling the action. I think that's also what most men want to see. I, th- I think men prefer male dominance, female submission in their porn. I don't. Okay, it so pleases the, 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 the most, the largest number of viewing audience. I hear that, and that seems right to me. But the uh, flip side of that is that, like, with uh, PIV porn, there is an awful lot of cowgirl and reverse cowgirl yeah I mean, an awful lot maybe a majority of it I, my theory on that is that the optics are really nice because you're looking at the woman and not the man yeah and even if they weren't really nice like even if they were exactly the same as as other angles i think variety has a lot of value okay so the director wants to show you know different things instead of just one thing being i've noticed repeated. that i've noticed that that those positions get more airtime yeah. Then I think they should. And maybe sometimes the majority of the airtime. But like maybe other other users, other viewers have, you know, a, a yin to your yang, I'm not sure. Yeah, they're just wrong. It's the the one it's the <laughs> same people that are watching the stepsister or stepmom. Um MMF threesomes where the two guys are but uh, anyway, let's go on. Yeah, their depravity is wrong. Okay. This person says boyfriend found my panties that I got really wet in question mark. I don't know why there's a hmm. question. Man, that, you know what? This is what I'm saying. Like Americans in their 20s just can't write. Hi. When my boyfriend was doing a deep clean of his room, he found my panties behind the bed. I don't know how hmm. long they've been there for, but had to be at least three weeks as I haven't been to his house in that long. She's mixing tenses here. She's sure they're hers, but okay. <laughs> I must have taken them off. Ooh, I have a story about that. Uh, remind me when I finish reading here. I must have taken okay. them off when we were going to have sex. And usually by that point, they're pretty soaked. I'm worried that the dried up fluids in my panties after three weeks would have been super gross. And I'm embarrassed because he said he washed them. He was smiling when he told me and seemed amused, but I'm meeting him soon and feeling kind of embarrassed about this. Would you as a guy be super grossed out, grossed out by finding that slash having to wash it? Thanks. Yes. TLDR. No, finding it. Yeah. <laughs> Boyfriend, my three pl- boyfriend found my three plus old week panties that were soaked in my arousal fluids, and I'm feeling embarrassed that he had to witness that and wash it. Would that be super gross for you guys? Uh, let me tell my story really quick. I was doing a deep clean of my room once, and I found a pair of panties under my bed, and I grabbed them and put them. My girlfriend wasn't over, but she had a jacket hanging on my coat hanger in my apartment, and so I just shoved the panties in there, um, and. <laughs> And next time it got cold and she put on that jacket, she found said panties, but they were not hers. And uh, she justifiably was pretty outraged by this. Now, <laughs> here's what actually happened. I have no idea whose they were. I had we'd been I'd been seeing this woman for months and I hadn't been sleeping with anyone else. It's just I hadn't cleaned under my bed in sufficiently long that you know, there was a, a fossil from a previous uh, partner that I that I dug up, um, but it took a while to persuade her of that. It was not particularly believable for her. 
Do you think she ever actually believed that? I mean, that seems. <laughs> yeah, I think she believed yeah. me. I think she did. I think that uh, I don't give uh, vibes. I don't give cheating vibes. And so it's, it's, I think, I think there are a lot of men for whom that would just be totally unbelievable. And Occam's razor being that like, obviously he's cheating, uh, seems okay. pretty, uh, you know, cut and dry here. But in this particular case, I wasn't. And I think that I don't seem like the kind of person that would do that. And so she actually believed me, but I should, I still have, I'm still on like speaking terms with her. I should ask her. Um, I mean, it seemed like my, if I think that, I think that many women in that situation would interpret it as, uh, so obvious. So first of all, the interpretation that you, the, the, the story that you tell is insane. doesn't sound believable at all. Right. Because, but it is. I mean, I have no need, I have no reason to lie. Again, maybe it's, it sounds unbelievable in a way that you're not thinking. Maybe it's exactly what you're thinking. But okay. to me, it's unbelievable in the sense that you found these underwear. You knew that was her jacket and only an insane person would then put the underwear in her jacket. Like why it's, it's just an obvious, it's obviously creating a later problem. So it'd be very hard for her to believe. And so therefore mm-hmm. as a woman thinking about this, I think what I would conclude is it must be that you had another woman in there who saw the jacket and put her underwear in there to somehow mess up your relationship. So in other words, it was another woman, but she did it on purpose because why would you ever do that? Right. I had a friend years ago who was quite a philanderer herself and she was sleeping with a married man and she intentionally left her credit card on his kitchen counter and his wife then found it. Uh, So yeah, this would be the same as a woman. How did that story end? I don't remember. I think actually I do remember, but there are too many identifying details. So I can't can't say it on the air. Did the wife confront the man? Did she use the credit card? I mean, I'm sort of curious of the, it it did, uh, precipitate the, the end of a, of their relationship. Oh, wow. Very successful, uh, attack pattern there. Okay. Um, but in this case, this, this particular questioner is asking about whether the guy would be grossed out. I think that the answer is well, there's a couple of things here. One is that mm-hmm. like I don't think the type of uh soiling well this is not I'm not this is something where a woman would be much more expert, but I don't think the type of soiling you're gonna get of the underwear from arousal fluid is the same as sort of general, like let's say she wore them for a long time ar- yes. uh, soiling, right? Yes. I mean women <laughs> women discharge a surprising amount of matter from their vaginas in the course of a day and right. there are you know numerous things that that can come out we, we, we've gone through this before there's you know there's there's urine obviously there's there's blood there's some kind of what they actually call discharge i think is what it's colloquially called right and I'm not sure exactly what that is there's you know arousal lubrication uh perhaps things i'm forgetting but yeah the arousal lubrication is not that bad uh, it's some of those other items that aren't so great. There's potentially, right, so I don't poop. think, right. I don't think that she's, I think she's not exactly worried about the right thing. Um, or she but, may be so embarrassed. She doesn't want to say, yeah, right. He probably didn't, uh, you know, carefully investigate the item to see how gross it was. He probably just kind of put it in the, in the wash. Well, you know, there are men who buy panties in particular soiled panties online. How does that go for them? I think 
it's typically done by cam models. And one of the things you can do is, you know, they'll sell you the panties they're wearing during their show. Oh, I know. And then what, what are the, what do they do? Do you know what they do once they get them? I don't know. I mean, do they huff it? Right. I mean, I could try to find someone who buys them and ask. Maybe I'll take a note here. <sighs> I, I mean, what else? <laughs> do they nail it to the wall? Do they frame them? You know, you know how like people collect basketball sneakers and they have a closet, you know, full of them. Do they do that? The whole thing is ridiculous because these men should be using that money in a way that more directly gets them some kind of sexual experience. This is just silliness. Uh, yeah. So it does sort of doesn't matter what they do. It's a mistake, I think. I mean, it's it's obviously a fetish, but it's, it's somehow they're trying to have a, a distance experience instead of having a more, I, I, whatever. I mean, to each yeah. their own. Yeah. All right. I think we have time for one more topic here. Yep. This person says, are large areolas unattractive to guys? I've been teased by other girls for the size of my areolas and how they cover a big area of my breasts. Not dated before, and I'm worried they might be a turnoff for guys. Is it something to worry about? Hmm. What do you think? Uh... First thing that comes to mind is a, is a story. I was dating someone a few years ago, and we went on a date with her best friend. And her best friend was uh, very pretty, uh, charming. Uh, she's now married and just had a child, or I don't know, maybe it's her child's probably four or something. I'm not good at remembering timelines. But in any case, uh, she was on, you know, like date number four with this guy, and we go on a double date. And this guy is like unusually chatty with me like spending a lot of time talking to me and at one point he like put his hand on my knee and i like hmm. looked looked over and uh my girlfriend noticed it but uh his girlfriend didn't notice it and uh later we were talking about somehow nipples came up and he was saying that his favorite nipples were of king triton from the little mermaid and he's like oh man he's just got those like perfect pancake nipples and I don't even know what like pancake nipples means, but this guy was into whatever King Triton's nipple and areola shape were. And anyway, that guy unsurprisingly turned out to be gay. Uh, <laughs> as for myself, I kind of like when areola look unusual. Like if I'm, you know, leafing through, uh, perusing women to choose one to uh, masturbate to in a given session. Uh, if somebody has unusual areola, it's, it could be sort of interesting for me to explore. I'm not sure if I would want unusual areola in my forever partner, but uh, every once in a while, it can be interesting. I guess it would depend just how how many standard deviations larger than normal this this lady's nibbles areola are. I, I can't really say without knowing more. Yeah, there can be something compelling there can be something compelling about it looking kind of unusual in the sense that uh, it's even more of a, a violation of the woman when you yeah. see her naked Forbidden. in that situation. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because there's, because there's something even more that's being hidden from the world. And so, in fact, I think that, would you say this, Keith, that like maybe her embarrassment itself could be a turn on? Huh. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because it's... It's submissive, I suppose. You know, it's, it's hesitant. It's, it requires some coercion. Yeah. Yes. Right. So in that sense, so in that sense, I think she's got it backward, uh, looking exactly 
exactly right or exactly you know perfect, however you want to define it, might be slightly less compelling. Uh, there probably are some men who are so completely controlled or they're 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 so pattern matched off of porn or certain magazines that they they have a certain expectation but i think well one of the there's a trope that people on the sex subreddit say that's not exactly right that says something like well if 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 he's having sex with you he doesn't care or something like that or you know if if a guy who's who you're letting have sex with you complains about this you should kick him out of bed or something like the the general idea being that he's going to be so grateful to have access to you that none of these things matter. I don't think that's exactly right. There are men who have some kind of choice uh, and ultimately just like women, men can be selective uh, to some extent. They certainly can decide to only want to have sex with you three times instead of 25 or right. Right. Um, but the, but uh, they, but, but there is this thing of often there can be, there can be imperfections. Well, you do it yourself, Keith. You have like this imperfection camera that you go through with women, and and maybe that's what it is. It's that you're you want to invade their privacy. You want to see. Yeah, I mean, look, no, the interior of women's vaginas is not attractive to anybody, and yet men want to invade that, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure this is just like anything. If if it's a little bit off, it's fine. If it's a lot off, it's not fine. You know, like if your penis is. A half inch shorter than normal, it's fine. If it's an inch shorter, it's starting to get not fine. If it's two inches shorter, then it's it's a problem. And hmm. you know, if is that- if somebody is six foot tall, that's great. If they're you know five ten, that's less great. Five five eight, much less great. Five six, like you know, you're starting to have a problem. And yeah, I mean, I guess it gets the same with areola, like a little bit off. It's totally fine. Some people might even be intrigued. And you know, as it gets more and more. Uh, freaky, <laughs> you know, more and more men will sort of nope out of the situation. And so, yeah, I mean, there's lots of answers here that are sort of annoying. This person says, I have large areola and as a teen, people made me feel awful about them. But what you learn How? as you grow up and date, yeah, I don't know. She's this, the OP also says that she's been teased by other girls for the size of her areola. It's like, do women like walk around in the locker room and talk to each other about that? I always thought that like women's locker rooms were much more modest. They are I, uh, from the limited information I have, and also a large percentage of women are sort of mod- yeah care- careful about what they show, and even the ones that aren't careful, like they're not just just as in men's locker rooms, people aren't sitting around saying, "Hey, nice, nice penis, Keith." Right. Yeah, that's not to say they're not looking, though. By the way, uh, yeah. The other thing I would say is that uh, uh, you know, an average size penis, size penis. I noticed that you you were saying that an inch. What did what is it you said? An inch smaller is a problem. <laughs> Where does the problem start? You were you were painting the, the tape there. starts further away from the mean than I am myself. Got it. I think the mean penis size or median rather is five point five inches. Oh, is that right? I think that's I think right. It depends on uh, race and uh, no, uh, Keith. There are no endogenous differences between ethnic right. groups. That's right. So sorry, that's something we've discussed before <laughs> off the air. I get confused sometimes. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, yep. Everybody looks the same. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Okay. Uh, But what you learn as you grow up and date is that people who like you will like you as you are. If they don't, then that's the them problem, not a you problem. You can tell those people to take a long walk off a short pier and move on with your life. I'm in my mid thirties now and have been with my husband for nearly a decade and a half. He loved me and my breasts for who and what we are. 
and he makes me feel like a <laughs> goddess every single day. So trust me when I say your yeah. areolas are perfect, just the way they are, and they're absolutely nothing to worry about. Yeah, I think that's terrible advice. That may be true. Her areolas may be completely fine, and it's not worth worrying about. That may be not true. It just depends. <laughs> Um, right. And saying that like everything is totally normal and that like it won't have any effect on your life if you have something that's freaky is not helpful. Right. It, it sort of disrespects her experience. Right. I mean, there are things. By, by the way, did everybody in this thread pluralize areola as areolas? Is it areole? Are, areolopities? Yeah. I would do areole. Is, what, is the, what is the entomology of the word? It's going to be Latin. It's feminine. So, Ariole, this is super interesting. But. Yeah. All right. We're we, we're a little bit over time anyway. So I'm gonna. Yes. All right. So that's a wrap on episode 59 of Your Mileage May Vary. You can find us at YMMVPod on Twitter or at YMMVPod at gmail.com. Hey, I did it without stumbling over my words. Thanks for listening. We hope to catch you next time. Je veux et je viens